welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Welcome to the final episode or the final segment of this week's show on the talk show for talkers. And you're going to have the dulcet tones of the personable Paul O'Manley again, because Paul is going to tell us now how to bring your audience into your story. Over to you, Paul. In 1990, listeners, I was working in an organization where I had a lot of responsibility for the culture of that organization and culture change. I headed a team of people and we did a whole lot of work and thus begins a story, yes, which begins with the words, I, I did this, I did that. How many of you have begun your story at a Toastmasters meeting or anywhere else for that matter with the word I or put I in the first sentence? And have carried on the story, perhaps a very amusing story, perhaps a very impressive story, talking to the audience, telling the audience all the things that you did. I was born in rags and I grew into riches. Very impressive. Now, when you join Toastmasters, one of the first things you learn is the value of storytelling. You learn it probably most of all because you, at a meeting you hear people telling stories. I cannot believe you have ever been to a Toastmasters meeting where several stories weren't told. The issue I want to address with you today is, did you feel part of that story? Or did you watch the speaker telling you their story? I've listened to many stories. You've listened to many stories. And I know something about you. What I know about you is that many, many times you've said to yourself, why should I listen to his story? What has this got to do with me I've heard a thousand stories in the last year. My head is full of other people's stories. I just haven't got room. So I'm actually going to try and work out how Liverpool are going to beat Manchester United tomorrow night. No one in the room will know. As far as the speaker is concerned, I'll be present but I'll have very little attention to every time the speaker says, I did this, I did that. Suddenly, at a meeting I was at, the speaker changed tack. They looked down and straight into my eyes and they said, you need to change. And I went, what? I haven't even been listening to you. Why, why, why are you saying that? You, said the speaker, are a wonderful communicator. You've shown that here in this club over the last 18 months. 
as you heard in the example I've just given. Other people have different ideas about you than you have about yourself. And I'm glued, aren't I? I'm glued. I've woken up. Let's go back to Stephen Deming, who in 1990 spoke in London. And he spoke about his book called The Springboard. And before Steve Deming published the book, or before Steve Deming's book was published, hardly a chief executive in the UK had ever told a story. The way to persuade your audience at the conference of employees was with ideas, with a vision of where the company was going, with facts and figures from the last five years performance and facts and figures about the competitors performance, information about the law, information about trends, graphs. Thanks to the influence of Steve Deming, who went to speak in many places, he's an American by the way, and he came from the World Bank. And as a result of noticing that a story which was told in the World Bank by some senior executive had gone round the whole company within a couple of days and was being repeated and told, did you hear the one of what happened on the South Sea Island and what we did there and the effect it had on the people? It was a story in a place at a time. And this struck Steve Deming that the best way to get people to do things in an organization was through stories, not by exhorting and showing them information. This led to the publication of other books on the topic I have here also got, The Power of the Tale, not as good as Steve Deming's book, I have to say, but Using Narratives for Organizational Success. In Toastmasters, you have often used narratives for your own success. You wanted to persuade people in the club, or perhaps you were trying to persuade them in your business group, B2B, for example. But you've told a story. You've told a story, or what you've really wanted to do is to get your business success. This trend of using stories has become very popular, so much so now that you can be pretty sure that, that you won't see any powerfully successful business chief executives making a speech without telling a story. You won't see anybody win the World Championship of Public Speaking in Toastmasters without telling a story. In fact, you won't uh, find anybody winning your area contest without telling a story. It's really encouraged. However, how do you get the audience into the story? I gave a little demonstration a few minutes ago of a guy who was falling asleep in a chair, thinking about a football match. And the speaker suddenly spoke, you. The way to get 
the audience into your story is by talking to the audience. You. Beginning your story with, imagine you are standing in the middle of the pub. You haven't yet bought a pint. And you are trying to figure out a way of getting away because you have no money in your pocket. You don't have to take the whole audience with you. But there are people in that audience who have been in that situation. I'm looking at Ted now while we're recording the podcast and saying to myself, surely he too has been in that kind of embarrassing situation. And he might even have tapped his friend on the shoulder and said, hey, Joe, give us a tenner. I just found out I can't buy a round. But the key thing is you're holding the audience by inviting the audience into the story. Imagine your wife was was bringing you chocolates for your birthday. Now, the audience are being asked to imagine. Well, now, I was in the same situation last week. You see, you can go into, well, now, here's my story, because you've said you, and then what you do in the middle of the story And if you don't do this in the middle of your story, you won't hold the attention of your audience. In the middle of your story, you say, what about you? What about your wife and your your relationship? How has that gone on the matter of paying for pints? And at the very end of the speech, you're also saying, you and me, We're in it together. You've been in tricky situations. Now, in different ways, you can adjust the precise words you use. But today I want to fly the flag for your use of the word you. Next time you go to a Toastmasters meeting, without saying anything, just watch and see how many of the storytellers bring people into the story in the first two sentences that come out of their mouth. Because if you don't grab them in the first two sentences, all the theory says, it's very hard to get them back afterwards. Ted, you're a storyteller, a natural one. Has that advice been any good for you? It has has been exceptionally good for me. I know, understand, how you can bring your audience into the story. And I would like to add to your story, Paul, and particularly when you mentioned me tapping some fella by the name of Joe on the shoulder and said, look, I'm stuck there. Will you give me a loan of a tenor? I met a friend of mine outside a pub one night, and he said to me, any chance you'd give me 50 pence for a point? And I felt benevolent. So I gave me euro and I said, go in and get two of them. <laughs> now, Ted, Ted, you've just told a wonderful story. Can you weave the word you into that bit of the story? Even you, at you, will you do me a favor? I'm going to give you the 50 pence, but you, I'm going to give you a euro. So you can get two points. Well, here's the here's the last trick. The last trick is, so listeners, 
Well, it depends on whether you're going to call it. So the next time you find yourself being asked for something, you can give generously with a bit of humor. So it's that remembering always that getting a laugh isn't enough. The takeaway is the key. Laughter is what gets people waiting for the takeaway. Mm. No, that was very effective, Paul. And when you were speaking there and asking and, and telling us how to bring the audience in, you were, even though we're an audience of only two at the moment, I could see you speaking directly to me. So I can just imagine if I was in your crowd, irrespective of the amount of people on the Zoom call, you were speaking to me. Excellent. And I think that wraps it up nicely for this week. And we must give credit again to the person behind the lens today, Maura O'Brien. She's the person who looks after the nuts and bolts and gets this thing in the can for us so we can visit you when you want to listen to the talk show for talkers. So until next week, bye from me, Ted. And thank you very much for listening, listeners. Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website irishtalkers.com for more information.